Hi, everybody. This is Norman with our daily podcast, We Go For It, sharing stories and observations for the boldly aspiring. We are now in season two, sharing stories and observations for the boldly aspiring underdogs. Episode two, 15 reasons why periodic underdog status is important. Let's talk a little bit about it. You know, I I think a lot about underdogs. I think a lot about people that step out and try to achieve things that they've never done before or that seem impossible to the naked eye. And I have enormous respect for people that lay it all out on the line and make that effort. And I believe that just from experience, the the few times, and I'm being very honest here, the few times that I've actually been an underdog, I've learned so much, I've gained so much in many ways from those, um, from those, not just the experience, but from the effort put into those experiences. And why don't we start out with a little definition, a reminder of our definition of an underdog as we had it from episode one of season two, which uh, here's the definition. We can consider an underdog a creator acting to achieve an irresistibly compelling goal with little, if any, concrete idea at the outset as to how they will reach it. Now, if we take this very pragmatic, realistic definition, we might find, I think many of us will will see ourselves in it at some point in our lives. And I believe that it's important, just like it's important to train your mind, train your, your, your mental faculties, train your body on a regular basis. I believe that it's very important to participate in the training of the soul, for lack of a better term. And the best way to do that, or one of the best ways, is by periodically going through the underdog experience. It's food for the soul. And I've come up with 15 reasons why I believe it's really important to do this regularly. And maybe you'll come up with a, a whole bunch more just when, it, just by giving yourself the time to sit and think about it. But here's my, here are my 15. And uh, your comments and your, your opinions, of course, are welcome. The first one, self-honesty. Arguably the most important kind of honesty, self-honesty, I believe that the one of the primary ingredients in sustaining a sustaining the effort necessary to reach a very big, compelling, awesome goal is uh, is motivation. It's love. We must be going for something that we truly are in harmonious vibration with. And if we don't, then it's going to be that much more difficult to sustain the activity, for lack of a better word, let's be clear about it, to sustain the activity necessary to reach the goal. So self-honesty, what do you really want? What are you really about? What is it that turns you on that you have to do? Number two, self-discovery. We're going to learn a lot about ourselves. We're going to learn about our limits. And we're also going to learn about our strengths, the areas or the things that we're actually pretty good at. We're going to learn a lot about 
how well we get on with other people. And I, I like to go back to that because I find that when we go out hunting or trying to achieve a big goal, we never do it alone. And it is also through the relationships with others that we encounter or go out and seek on the way towards the goal that really helps us to, um, to move forward. And our ability to do so is important. So we, we learn about ourselves. We learn about ourselves. Number three, a chance at a more fulfilling life. Yeah, fulfilling. I didn't say successful. I said fulfilling life. We, you know, many people have already clearly explained the difference between the two, uh, successful versus, versus fulfilling. A fulfilling life is loving the life you have, which means that you're living a life that provides you most likely with the success accoutrements, the success garb, as we might say, what, what, what dresses the success. It could be a beautiful family, a home, whatever, but that you love what you have and that you're, and that you feel great doing what you do on a regular basis, on a daily basis, a fulfilling life. You have a chance at a more fulfilling life if you periodically step out and assume the, the cape of the underdog. Number four, a greater possibility of being in integrity with yourself more consistently. You're being, you know, when we talk about being honest with yourself, it's, it's being in integrity that your actions and your thoughts are aligned. And when you pursue something that you have honestly chosen, uh, thought on and chosen, you, you just get closer to a greater integrity with yourself. And it can serve as a fantastic model for other areas of your life where you may be out of integrity and it might give you a blueprint in order for you, for you to get into it. Number five a potentially greater sense of self-esteem. The great educator Bob Proctor talks about self-esteem, which is a fancy way of saying, I know me. And I agree with that. And when we step out and challenge ourselves and learn in the process, what are we learning? We're learning about ourselves and we're achieving. So we start to maybe consider ourselves a little more highly. I didn't say arrogantly. I meant highly in the sense of saying, wow, you know, I, I do have something to offer. I am, I am a person of value uh, to, my, to my community. And as I say before, as I said before, community is those people whom we serve, family, friends, professionally, or, you know, the people who live in our, in our neighborhood. So a potentially greater sense of self-esteem. Number six, a chance at a life of greater meaning. You know, there are people that say that life has no meaning, and I'm not going to get into that in this particular episode, but I believe that whether or not life has any meaning depends to a large degree on ourselves, on how we look at life, on how we decide to contribute to our community and to serve And I believe that we can gain a greater sense of meaning when we step out and try new things. When we step out and push our limits, learn about ourselves, take the jump, be an underdog. Number seven, 
a chance at realizing a greater portion of your potential. Yeah. You have a better chance when you step out and try something different that you've never done before. You're going to need to access certain skills or develop certain skills and assets that maybe you didn't even know you had. When I talk, when I think about myself, I think about the times where I've had to rely on others in order for me to achieve certain things that I really had to achieve, that I really wanted. And I realized that I had to develop the ability to trust other people, to, to sometimes, for lack of a better word, to lean up against them and allow them to support me at times because I just didn't have the the means, not not necessarily not necessarily physical, but the emotional or whatever, the means to, to get it done at a certain time. We all need each other, and nobody succeeds alone or in a vacuum. And so that whole idea of realizing a greater portion of our potential, you know, my ability to to understand the importance of relationships and to correctly reciprocate to build relationships to have to to build mutually beneficial relationships that's something i didn't know i was necessarily capable of doing it seems like a mystery it still does to a certain degree because you're dealing with the other end of the relationship which is the other person the other the other people that you don't control but maybe you might need their help so there are things that we develop certain skills and, and that's our potential um, our potential for all intents and purposes is infinite. And so the more that we try to do new things and push ourselves and assume the cape of the underdog, then we have a greater chance of figuring out our potential, saying, wow, I've, I did another thing. I reached another step in fulfilling my potential, uh, a trip that I believe we will never accomplish, we will never finish in our lifetime. Number eight, a possibility of great reward. You, you know, we're going to go climb that treasure mountain. Uh, do not come back empty-handed, right? Where are you now, right? Go climb that treasure mountain. So, you know, when you go for something big, I mean, the rewards can be physical, or, but they can also be emotional and psychological and relational. And definitely there's that possibility of great reward of something that you never imagined that you would have. Uh, I've done it. I've been there. And there are some rewards that I have enjoyed that I didn't, I never could have imagined the, the extent of the beauty of them um, in my life. So, yeah, absolutely, a possibility of great reward. Number nine, we stop playing not to lose and we start playing to win. We stop, we stop with that, you know, what if and what about that and, and playing it safe all the time. And we play to win. We go for it. Sometimes you have to just go for things and go for um, Build that momentum. And I think that if we, because, because the, the human mind can focus on one thing at a time, if we're going to be focusing on problems, on challenges, on uh, potential problems, then that's, that's all we're going to see and that's all we're going to get. But if we're focusing on pragmatic steps towards a goal that we must have and we move forward regardless of certain noise, I like to say, well, then we will be in a process of building momentum and, and we will increase our chances 
of reaching our objective and living the life that we choose. So we, we, we start playing to win. It's still the same activity, maybe. It could be. But it's the intention behind it. And that can make all the difference. Number 10, we get a greater sense of well-being and overall life satisfaction. Everything seems to be better. I know that when I do my podcasts, when I'm, when I'm working with a client, when I'm working with a group, when I'm doing what I love to do, which is teaching and mentoring and coaching, everything else seems so much better. Every other aspect of I come, I, I, I leave a session, I step out of the studio, I step out of my room, out of my office, feeling great. Why? Because I'm working towards something big that means something to me. So, you know, I, I guess get a greater sense of well-being, maybe because also I feel better about myself, uh, you know, a greater sense of self-esteem. Number 11, a greater sense of wisdom based on empirically tested proof. Wisdom, how do things work? You, you, you get a better understanding of how things work uh, in a way that might be more valid because you've tested it empirically. We're talking about solutions focus, where you're you're trying things as you move towards your goal. And that information, that understanding of what works and what doesn't and how to move forward, it's empirically tested. And I think that's important because the proof in the pudding there is in the actual tasting. It's not it's not a theory. It's not something you muse on for many for a long time. You go out, you try it, this worked, that didn't work. I tried something different, that happens to work. You're accumulating wisdom. And that's why older people might be considered wiser than younger people, because hopefully they've taken the time and used the extra time to to learn those lessons and gain the wisdom. Number twelve, a chance to redefine winning and losing. Now, when we're talking about winning and losing, those are very big terms. I mean, losing, in the way I see it, you only lose when you stop. And it sounds like a cliche. We hear them all the time, all over social media. But it's true. You lose when you stop. So long as you're progressively moving forward towards an ideal, towards a compelling ideal, something worthy of you. How can you say you're losing? It might be going slow doesn't mean you're losing. And winning is not a complete victory necessarily. It's moving forward today. It's doing what you can where you are with what you have and with what you understand about yourself. And you move forward. So we become a little less black and white, a little less categorical with the terms winning and losing. Number 13, a chance to grow up emotionally by taking charge of our thinking. And I think that one of the big obstacles that we have towards uh, achieving big goals or whatnot is, uh, is ourselves, is our thinking. We might doubt. I think doubt is one of the biggest sins that we can commit to doubt, to doubt ourselves. We might have questions about whether we can do certain things, but to doubt is so categorical. And I think that we need to take charge of our thinking. It's the thinking from where everything starts. We think, we feel, we act. And if the thinking is not correct, if we're constantly harboring 
thoughts that are not beneficial to us. I don't like to say negative thoughts. It's too easy to say. Let's think about, let, let's go deeper with it. Thoughts that are just not beneficial for us. Thoughts about other people. Thoughts about our relationships with other people. Thoughts about our relationships with our goals. Thoughts about our relationships with ourselves. If those thoughts are not constructive, then we're not going to move forward at all or as fast as we could. Thought, feeling, and action. If you want to affect your feelings, check what you're thinking on a regular basis. Number 14, we maximize the effective use of our time. By time, I mean our overall time on earth. Time is running. We're all running out of time in one way or another, or actually just in one way. We're running out of time. We have a certain amount of time that we're going to be on this earth, get it done, live a certain life, and then it's done. So, we maximize the effective use of that time, the time that we have here on earth, by going for these goals and being an underdog on a regular basis and pushing ourselves and growing in the process. I think that's why we're here, to express, to grow, to serve. And number 15, the chance to live our lives with fewer regrets. I, I get a little taste of that every day when I record a podcast, when I meet with my clients, when I launch a product, I I end my day thinking, well, I did everything I could. I did everything I could that day. I, I've got no regrets. When I've told my, my family that I love them, when I've done my best to be patient and present with all of my family and the people who depend on me and the people in my community then I can say to myself, well, you know, I don't have any regrets. My one regret might be the time might run out if if I were to uh, end my days this evening. Uh, and, but that's not something I can control. I can control what I'm doing now. And when you go for, when you, when you assume the mantle of the underdog, as we defined it, as we defined it, wow. You place yourself in a position to have fewer regrets because you're proactively pursuing a fulfilling life. These are my five, these are my 15 reasons. And I'm pretty sure you're, you could come up with a whole bunch more and maybe even better. And I just want to say, as always, thank you for your time. Thank you for, for listening wherever you are around the world in whichever time zone you're gracing with your presence. I wish you a great day, a great evening, and thank you for your feedback and for your, for your comments. Have a great day and talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.